If you're seeking to expand your business and maintain its resilience, FM Global is your ideal property insurance partner. Backed by more than 180 years of engineering expertise and scientific research, we offer cutting-edge solutions to safeguard your business today, ensuring your prosperity tomorrow. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. By the way, during the week, join us on Fox Business Network, 4 to 5 p.m. every day. The name of the show is Kudlow. 4 to 5 p.m. And if you somehow can't watch it, get your favorite nine-year-old who will DVR it for you. And you never have to miss a single show. Now, I'm going to bring in my great friend, General Keith Kellogg, retired Army Lieutenant General, former National Security Advisor, Vice President Pence, and President Trump. And he is the America First Policy Institute co-chair of the Center for American Security, his recent book, War by Other Means, A General in the White House. A good general in the White House taught me a lot. Keith Kellogg, welcome back. Hi, Larry. Thanks for having me on this wonderful Saturday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I have no idea what's going on now. I've covered the Russian, Ukraine, Putin, Biden story for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, reading it, writing it, interviewing you and many others. Uh, Robert O'Brien, our former national security advisor, uh, what did he say? He said, uh, so Anthony Blinken finished his homework paper for Vladimir Putin and told us what our positions are. Uh, do you have any idea what that homework paper said? And do you have any idea what's going to happen next in this drama? Yeah, Larry, you know, this is really, it's absolutely fascinating if you're a national security guy and like to look at it. Let me kind of give you a little bit of a different take. Uh, you know, up front, everybody recognizes Ukraine's a sovereign nation in Europe um, in violent borders. But this is a European problem to fix, and they have failed. And what I mean by that is ever since 2015, when Russia seized parts of eastern Ukraine, there have been peace negotiations using what's called the Normandy format. That's because Normandy is where they first met, and that was the U- Ukraine, the Germans, uh, the French, and, and the Russians. And after six years, they've gotten no resolution. And all of a sudden, you see the, the uh, Russians starting to load up militarily significantly uh, around Ukraine, especially on the eastern part. And it looks like Putin's going to take these, these negotiations to the fiscal force. All of a sudden, NATO says, oh, no, this is dangerous to NATO. Well, where's NATO been really in the last six years? Where have we been? We haven't been involved in this at all. This has been strictly an European uh, issue. So the Russians took this advantage of this, which I think we, you know, was a mistake on our part to get this closely involved with it, and they gave us a list of demands. One of those demands, were some, you know, some of them were really bad, but one we just wouldn't accept, and that was Ukraine would never become part of NATO. Well, look, that's almost that's a red line for the Russians. And the Russians are, what the Russians are doing is they're going to make us look bad. They're going to make the Europeans look bad because I think they're postured right now to do something militarily in the near term because, you know, honestly, Putin can't sit where he's at right now with that many forces on the ground. Most of them uh, have come from the eastern part of Russia, the real high-end units, and he can't just keep sitting there and talking, talking, talking. If he can't give resolution, I think he's going to take a limited incursion. Oh, by the way, a guy named Joe Biden gave him the green light to do that in, in the press conference he said, well, if it's a limited incursion, you know, we'll have to talk about it. That, mm. I, that's the biggest green light I've ever seen. 
So I think in the near term, I think Putin is going to keep talking about it. But if those those talks fail, which they will, he'll take some type of military action. He'll resolve this on his own. And then we've got another set of bad problems. And, and here we go with Joe Biden making some bad mistakes, bad errors, forced errors. And we've got now a national security issue in Europe. And Keith Kellogg, also, as you know, um, Putin has moved troops into Belarus. And when you look at the map, um, those troops on the border are very near Kiev. So they're surrounded now. The north, the east, and even, uh, Keith, the southeast, they've moved some troops uh, towards that Crimean area where they're talking about building a bridge or started building a bridge or some darn thing. Um, the idea of a false flag narrative uh, could be used. I mean, he's got, he doesn't have to have a massive invasion. He can put in mercenary troops. I don't know whether they even have Russian army uniforms or not, but use that as an excuse then um, to take steps. And I wondered also, I mean, I don't want to get too far flung, but, you know, they might want to overturn the Zelensky government altogether. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting, Larry, because Poroshenko, the, the guy before Zelensky, is back in Ukraine right now. And when you look at the forces that he's raised, he put in Belarus, you know, they're, they're only 60 miles from Kiev. Right. Just, and that's sort of like a fixing force. You put pressure on the northern part so he can't move his forces around. And you're right about uh, around the, uh, the forces he's got arrayed. And most of them are right around uh, the Donbass eastern part of Ukraine. Look, I could give you a scenario where he says, I'm going to take offensive action. The Dnieper River divides the eastern part of Ukraine, the eastern one-third, which is predominantly Russian-speaking. The rest of the country isn't. And he could say, I'm just going to take that big hunk out of there and, and, and secure that for Mother Russia because he does perceive it as a threat. He'll use any excuse in the world to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's already got Xi on his side, President Xi of China, who's kind of said, oh, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, uh, Keith, Keith, can you get can, can you wait a few minutes and and stay with us from the other side of the break? Sure. I need you. I want to talk about this China connection and the Olympic Games. We're running behind. All right, General Keith Kellogg's going to come back with us. We're going to take some commercial breaks, and then we'll go back to this story with General Kellogg, and then we're going to get to some stock market work even after that. I'm Larry Kudlow. Please stay with us. Lots more cooking on this show. Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show on 77 WABC. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. We are going to resume our conversation with General Keith Kellogg, a retired Army Lieutenant General and former National Security Advisor to Vice President Pence and President Trump. I might add, Keith has a new book out called War by Other Means, a general in the White House. One click on Amazon and you can get it. Uh, Keith, you're nice enough to stay with us. Uh, it's a it's a crazy day. I'm I'm doing I'm doing crime in New York and I'm doing snowstorms in New York and we're a little yeah. bit out of order. But you're a trooper and I appreciate it. You know, just towards the end, you were talking about you mentioned China and she. Yeah. So um, I'm reading that um, I think in the next week, Putin is getting together with she. He's meeting with she. And I just want to say we've got the Chinese Winter Olympics that begins uh, this coming week. There's a history here, as you know, going back, I think it was 2008 during the Olympics. And that's when Russia went into Georgia, if I have that story right. 
I'm just very worried that um, some very bad things could potentially happen uh, in the next week or 10 days as these confluence of events. And, of course, Putin and Xi are not American friends and allies. They are not. Yeah, and I think you're right, Larry. I think this is going to be a critical week. I think, uh, you know, they keep talking about dialogue, and I know there's going to be a Security Council meeting this Monday uh, involving Ukraine and discussion with Russia, but he's just delaying it and talking, talking. He's allied himself very well with Xi, and Xi supports him as well. You know, here's the thing that concerns me when you look at the Chinese. You know, it goes back to 1940. There was a thing called the Tripartite Pact. When you had the Germans, the Japanese, and the Italians, you know, that didn't end up very, very well. But think of the, the Russians teaming up with the Chinese and then the Iranians mm. as well in the Middle East going forward. And you could have some real interesting dynamics in the, in the near term when it comes to national security. Remember, the, the Chinese have just established a port or are establishing a port in Equatorial Guinea. And can you imagine, let's say, three years from now, you've got Russian and Chinese fleets floating off the uh, east coast of the United States, that could, that could actually happen. Oh, by the way, and then you throw in that third group, uh, Iran, uh, by that time, in all probability, we'll have a nuclear uh, capability. Mm. Uh, you know, it's kind of scary when you think about it. And I think he's leveraging the heck out of it, everything he's got, meaning Putin. And he's looking at, at Joe Biden, and he's looking at, and to use a Texas term, he's looking at somebody that's it's all hat and no cattle. Mm. And, I, and, and when you look at Joe Biden's history, he's not a strong, dynamic leader, and Putin knows that, and he's going to use it to his advantage. And I think the closest thing you're going to see is some type of action in Ukraine, probably with uh, by the end of February for sure. And it blows my mind, speaking of Iran, that the United States government arranged for South Korea to transfer funds to Iran to pay their U.N. dues? Huh? Really? We have to have Iran in the U.N., so what, we can make a deal with Iran in the United Nations, thereby bypassing all of Congress? I mean, what's that all about? Yeah, you know, Larry, we, you know, remember, people think when they talk about the Iranian deal, that was not, that's not a treaty. That was a deal. Yep. There was no Senate to do that, and that was kind of uh, the Obama administration putting something together uh, with, with Wendy Sherman and Rob, Rob Malloy working that, and we're back to it again. You know, that's kind of gone off the front pages, but that hasn't gone anywhere either. And and all of a sudden, you watch that thing blow up in everybody's faces when, when they do a, a breakout, and a breakout defined as having enough enriched uranium to create and develop a, a nuclear weapon, and you're gonna, that's going to happen in the near term well. I mean, there's a lot of problems out there, and we're just kind of – the Biden administration is kind of whistling past the graveyard, and I think it's going to pay uh, – Hey, look, it's going to hurt us long term. Uh, General Keith Kellogg, you're wonderful, sir. I appreciate it. And thank you for your wisdom and thank you for staying over. We'll talk soon. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.